What's up you guys, it's Josh Tonga here and uh, just in case you guys have been wondering where I've been at these past few weeks I was actually in California spending time with my family and you know some of you know Remy and I we've been back here in the Philippines for a little over a year now but I went back to Cali just to take care of some things and spend time with my family because I really really miss them stinking miss them like crazy hopefully next year I'll be back and probably set some things up and do some speaking engagements here and there and hopefully get to meet some of you guys but anyway today I want to talk about a topic that I've actually had to revisit throughout the years uh, kind of just based upon certain experiences that I've had uh, throughout my life and it's not something that I really talk about uh, publicly or online you know it has been something that I've mentioned kind of in passing in some of my recent videos but was something I was probably wanting to address in the future when I sensed that it was a good time and so last year I finally shared it with a few people in private and overall uh, the reactions were really really good in fact a lot of them they were pretty much really interested and wanted to know more about it because it's just not a topic that you hear a lot of people talk about but they were also wondering how the heck my listeners uh, my audience would be able to handle this kind of topic and so some of them would say stuff like dude Josh this is very heavy stuff man this is very hard to digest and take in and this was coming from people who already think outside of the box but that's the thing I came to a point in my life where I couldn't deny the experiences that I was having and kind of the direction that I wanted to take my channel with and my audience in general because these things are happening to me still. So to get straight into it, what I want to talk about today are something called out-of-body experiences or OBEs or also known as astral projection. Now these terms can be uh, somewhat unfamiliar to some of you guys or even like scary terms but it's basically when you're able to lift up and come out of your physical body and in many cases uh, you know you'll be floating up out of your body and you can actually like turn around you can actually see yourself and observe yourself uh, in your bed or wherever you're at but believe it or not a lot of people have these kinds of experiences folks but they just don't want to talk about it because they don't want to be made fun of and you know ridiculed or they just don't know what to do with them but I want to talk about my own personal journey of how I got into out-of-body experiences and how they've seriously affected my life and definitely my view of reality. To those who have followed me on my journey, uh, you guys are aware of like a certain period in my life when I was very skeptical of certain phenomena, uh, of things, of claims that were supposedly miraculous in nature, whether they were coming from Christian charismatics or psychics or uh, faith healers, you name it, but especially healing. As many of you know, it's very personal to me, as many of you know my story, and um, I'm going to be talking about the subject of healing more in my journey into that, uh, probably in another video in more detail. And I am fully aware that my audience, that my listeners are very, very diverse. They come from very different backgrounds because I talk about a lot of different topics, and so I tend to attract certain uh, mentalities, I guess, or certain types of people, and they, they come from very different backgrounds. And so some of my listeners, they don't come from any religious background at all, or they're no longer religious, and they probably don't believe anything exists except the material universe. While my other listeners are probably considering themselves uh, progressive Christians, or some of them, they probably don't even like that label, they're probably just labeled spiritual um, spiritual but not religious, whatever, you know, those, those labels. And a lot of them, they actually probably believe that other realities can exist other than the ones that we can see, touch, taste, smell, and hear, you know, with our five senses. And I'm also very aware of the fact that there are many of you who don't give too much weight to out-of-body experiences. But let me tell you, wait till it happens to you 
and you let me know if you still feel the same way. Because trust me, there's plenty of people out there who are very intelligent, who've had near-death or out-of-body experiences, and there are people who are dedicating their lives to studying consciousness and paranormal phenomena, and they're not stupid people, folks. Look it up yourself. There's plenty of stories where there have been skeptics who have become believers. So just keep an open mind. Because seriously, you know, having certain assumptions can keep you really closed off from exploring other possibilities where there might actually be some good evidence to consider. So don't be too quick to judge or dismiss something just because it doesn't fit your particular worldview or you've never experienced it before. Or there's someone that you really look up to and respect who dismisses these kind of things. Think for yourself, you know what I'm saying? Learn to form your own opinions and pay attention to what you're starting to become aware of. And I can vividly remember like several strange experiences that I had as a kid and of course as the ones as I got older, but I just didn't know what to do with them. I didn't know how to make sense of them, especially whether it's during my Christian years or especially during my eight extremely skeptical, and I should emphasize that I was extremely skeptical of any charismatic Christianity claims or anything paranormal. You see, for most of my life, aside from that skeptical period, I've always been fascinated with near-death accounts and out-of-body experiences. And I remember the times when I was like a little kid and my mom would, uh, she would tell me these stories of people who would go to heaven, you know, and have these crazy experiences. And, you know, as a kid, you know, just to be honest, as a lot of kids, those stories weren't hard for me to believe as a child. And when I would hear them, I would think, man, I love to experience those things. But speaking of weird experiences, I remember the time when I was a, when I was really small and I was in my bedroom. And I remember in the corner of my room, I saw this floating, I guess what you could call like a floating ghostly figure. And it was just staring at me. You know, and I, I didn't know what to do. And so what did I do? Uh, just like I'm sure a lot of kids would have done. I freaked out and I screamed to the top of my lungs. And then my parents came in and then they prayed over me. There was this one time I was about to go somewhere with my dad. And my dad was telling me to, to close the sliding door before we left. So in this house, this is a house that I grew up in as a kid. We have this big sliding door that separates the patio from the living room. And so, you know, we're about to leave. I closed the sliding door for sure. And then as I walked away, and I was just walking down our hallway, all of a sudden, I saw this flash, like just flash right behind me as if, you know, like someone took a picture, you know, of me uh, from behind, just flashed. And I literally heard like a sound, <laughs> which is weird. And which, you know, I, I didn't know, you know, what is that? And then all of a sudden, I heard my dad say, Hey, I told you to close the sliding door. And then I turned around, and then the sliding door was completely open. Eh. And of course, I, I've seen a lot of the things that you would see at a lot of uh, charismatic meetings, you know, growing up as a Christian, where, you know, there would be people who would be speaking in tongues, people who would be getting slain in the spirit, that they call it falling down. Uh, people having open heaven visions, people prophesying and doing healing, people having Holy Ghost laughter, they would call it. I mean, I, I've seen it all. You know, trust me, I've seen everything. Now, let me skip a couple of years, and there was a period where I became extremely skeptical of all those things. Like, extremely skeptical. I wasn't just skeptical, I was also very critical of those things back in the day. 
for eight years. So back then, if you told me that somebody was healed or someone went to heaven or someone was raised from the dead as a miracle crusade, I did not believe you. Um, and in fact, in, in some ways, I'm still like that because personally, I think that there's still some room for some healthy skepticism. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't want to just believe any extraordinary claim that somebody says unless there's some sort of good evidence to back up their claim. I mean, you can even ask my friends from back in the day who knew me during that period. Um, I was even able to quote unquote convert some of the charismatics to become more skeptical of all those things. <laughs> but there was this renewed interest in these things back in 2006 when I met this guy who was what many would consider to be miraculously healed, physically healed. And he had this physical healing that was very different from a lot of the claims that I heard during my skeptical, my eight skeptical years. You know, and he presented this evidence that was very difficult to refute. And so in short, he has this amazing, well-documented story of physical suffering with medical records from UCLA and other places and claims to have had some sort of out-of-body experience where he goes to heaven, what he would call heaven, and has some sort of experience, comes back to his body, totally, completely healed, completely healed. And once again, don't worry, I'll talk about this story in detail and my journey of healing uh, in another video. Now, anyone who knows me back then for sure would know of how skeptical I was at that time of any story. But to summarize it all up again, the evidence that he presented that day was so overwhelming for me and a lot of the people that were listening that it actually made me open to the possibilities of these things being real. And it also confused me at the time because even I was surprised of how open I became just by meeting this guy, which then led me on my journey to healing, which some of you are already aware of. And so me and this guy, we eventually became good friends and I would just be chilling with him. I'd be going to his house and he would, we would just be talking for hours and hours and hours and he'd be sharing to me his, his out-of-body experiences that he would have uh, after to the initial one that, that kind of brought about his healing in the first place. And he would have these visions and he would just tell me all these stories of the things that he'd seen and, and, and experienced. And honestly, at the time when I would hear him, I would be like, I want to have those experiences, just to be honest, right? I mean, they were fascinating. But I'll never forget this weird, strange occurrence that happened to me back in 2006. And so it was at my alma mater, you know, my university, where it was in the library. And I was going to take a nap downstairs. Uh, at the bottom floor of the library on the floor on a beanbag is something that I that I do often <laughs> uh, college life I remember that I was, as I was on the beanbag I was, as I was on the floor I saw this extremely bright light just shining on me and I literally heard a noise like like that and I felt this really intense like electricity, this, I don't know how you describe it, like this energy just smashing me, crushing me. And I was literally like this, like, uh, like that, like, you know, I just felt like this smashing, it was coming down on me. And, and I had what you would call sleep paralysis. You know, I couldn't move. And the first thing that popped up in my mind were the words, here we go. I heard about this. And my mind was very calm. It was very interesting while this crazy thing was happening to me. And there was this loud ringing in my ear. 
But like I said, this energy was like this heavy weight that was coming on me. And it's weird because I was very calm and it, it went away and then it came back two more times, but it just lasted a few seconds. After that happened, I was like, what the heck was that? <laughs> I don't know what that was. Now, some Christians could actually interpret that, possibly, right? As some sort of demonic attack. Why is a possibility? Because I was preaching the gospel a lot. In fact, at that time, I was speaking like everywhere, folks, like almost every single week to different groups and churches. And, you know, a lot of uh, ways Christians would interpret things is that, you know, the devil is pissed off at you because you're preaching the gospel. He's mad and he's trying to stop you. You know, it's a, it's a spiritual attack, so to speak. And so some people would say that when they've experienced sleep paralysis, you know, where they're unable to move, they've experienced like some sort of evil presence, etc., etc. Now for me, folks, just to be straight up and honest, when this happened to me, I felt no evil presence, nothing. I felt no pain whatsoever. All I felt was, was that crazy energy that was like coming down on me like heavily. That's it. And so there was this other time that was very similar to that that first incident where I was in the library again and I was on the floor you know, in a particular aisle of the library. All that stuff happened to me again, all that weird energy stuff happened. Then all of a sudden, I'm in another part of the library. I was like in a different aisle. And as I was looking, I was thinking like, oh, what am I doing here? You know, and it was a little bit gloomy too. Uh, but I was fully aware, I was fully conscious, just like the way that I'm awake right now. Because the thing is, folks, I'm a very, I've, I've always been a lucid dreamer. You know what I'm saying? Ever since I was a kid, you know, a lot of people say they don't have lucid dreams. Growing up, I had a lot of lucid dreams. You know, we're able, if, for those of you who don't know what a lucid dream is, it's like when you're in your dream and you're aware that you're in your dream in a way. So you can kind of control it in a way, right? I've had those, but this one was very different because here I am in the same library, same location, but I was in a different part of the library, in a different aisle. And all of a sudden, I was back in my body in the aisle where I originally was. Okay, on a side note, what I learned about those two times when I was feeling those like the energy, the electrical surges, whatever you want to call it, those are what's considered to be called the vibrational state. And it's actually a precursor to having an out-of-body experience. But I didn't know that back then, which is why looking back, you know, I wasn't able to fully come out of my body that first time or that's why I wasn't able to, to prolong, you know, my out-of-body experience a second time when I ended up in that other aisle, you know, the other part of the library. So for the past 10 years or so, you know, a lot of people don't know this about me, but I've been very interested in the topic of near-death and out-of-body experiences and researching them, researching the topics and reading countless books, watching documentaries, uh, meeting people and talking to people who've had these types of experiences and, and even interviewing experts in the field. Because to be honest, I wanted to have, in a sense, right, a near-death experience just without the near-death part, right? You know, I just wanted to see the stuff that these people were seeing as they had these near-death experiences. And so there was a period in my life when I started to finally try to have an out-of-body experience where I would go to bed every night, you know, hoping to have an out-of-body experience or I would try be trying different techniques or whatever. Uh, but for the longest time, nothing would ever happen. And then one day, boom, it happened. And I had another out-of-body experience again. And it was different from any other experience or strange experience that I've had in the past. And it was thinking crazy. 
the things that I saw and was capable of doing there, it's a trip because um, like I don't even know how to make sense of it, but time didn't even exist there. And I won't go into any detail now, but after that experience, and I know it might be hard for some people to believe, but I actually learned how to have out-of-body experiences where I was starting to have them regularly, every single month, a few times a month. And then I'd share my experiences with my wife, Remy, and with other people, you know, just in private, just a, just a handful of people, you know, that I trust. Because, I mean, you can't just go around to random people telling, uh, telling them these kinds of experiences, right? But thankfully, all the people that I told, uh, they all believed me. And so the question that I've often been asked, and I've heard a lot of people ask this, you know, whenever this topic would come up, is why? Why would you want to have an out-of-body experience? Uh, what would be the purpose of it all? So for me, like I said, when I would hear these stories growing up, I was just very curious about the things that people experienced, the things that they saw, the things that they felt, and I just wanted to have those experiences as well. Because many people who've had them, you know, some came back physically healed, some came back more loving. It transformed their lives. Now let me tell you how my out-of-body experiences have affected my life without going into too much detail because this is just an introduction. I think what it comes down to is self-knowledge, right? To know oneself. Like, why am I here? You know, what's, what's, what's my purpose here? What's the purpose of it all? And although out-of-body experiences aren't the only kind of experiences to have, obviously, they do give knowledge and understanding of things, first-hand experiential knowledge of things that, that mere theological or philosophical speculation just can't give, folks. For instance, growing up in a religious home, and a Christian home, we were constantly told what to believe, you know, listening to different sermons all the time at church, things like the existence of the soul, is there life after death, angels, heaven, hell, God, etc. Now imagine you're sitting in a church service and you're listening to some young preacher who just graduated and got a theology degree, who's now pastoring the church, and he's talking about salvation and who's going to end up going to heaven, who's going to end up going to hell after they die. And this is all based upon his interpretation of the Bible. But if it was me sitting there, listening to this young guy, shoot, it could even be an old guy who has a bunch of degrees in theology, it doesn't even matter who, talking dogmatically about the afterlife and who's going to go to heaven and who's going to go to hell, you know what's going to be going on in my mind? This is what's going to be going on in my mind. How does he know? How does he know that? Has he been to heaven? Has he been to hell? You know, if, if he's had an, an out-of-body or a near-death experience, granted, we can talk about that. You know, because this person still didn't even die yet, but yet they're speaking dogmatically about what happens after people die. You know, so why should I listen to this person? Just because a person read a religious book, a religious text, and studied the Greek and Hebrew and knows of words like Shol and Gehenna, you know, and all those things, that's not going to cut it for me. I'm going to need a lot more persuasive evidence for me. And that's my point, folks. It's about finding the truth for ourselves. So once again, it's back to the why and the purpose of having them, at least for me. Because of my out-of-body experiences that I've had, it's given me a perspective of life that, that we are more than this physical body. You know, every single day, you know, I work on my stuff outside of the house. I actually go to the mall with my wife and we actually work on our stuff at the mall, you know, at coffee shops or whatever. And um, 
And every day I usually go walking and I usually just like observe. I like to observe and be aware and just observe people. And then of course I notice that a lot of people are just buying a lot of uh, expensive things. And you know, honestly, there's nothing wrong with that, you know, in and of itself. But I just get reminded of how we're not going to take any of those things with us once we transition. That this isn't it. You know what I'm saying? That there's more to life than this. And having the most toys. You know what I'm saying? And I know that I'm loved. And I know that I am loved. That I am loved. And I've had many experiences in the past of feeling that. You know, but in my out-of-body experience, I felt this amazing, unconditional love like no other. That's just this very intense emotion that's just, it's unforgettable, folks. And I remember just coming back into my body and I just want to cry, you know what I'm saying? And I've also interacted with other beings you know, on these experiences and, and traveled and flown to, to other locations and other different types of environments that I don't even know how to, you know, explain, honestly. <laughs> or I think of something or a place and instantly I would experience it or I would be there just by thinking about it. And in my previous years as a Christian, you know, I'll admit, um, especially, you know, as I got older, I wasn't afraid to die. Because of my out-of-body experiences, I even have more confidence that I have nothing to fear when that day comes. And I've read countless stories of people who have had these types of experiences and it has removed the fear for them. And that's big, folks, because there's a lot of people who are afraid to die because they feel like they're not good enough, they didn't do enough. So ask yourself these questions. Am I more than this physical body? Right? Is there life after death? Right? Does consciousness survive the body, the brain, when the brain shuts down? Folks, these are legitimate questions to ask and to, and to possibly explore. So to my skeptical and materialist friends, you know, I encourage you guys to look into the study of consciousness and afterlife research and you know parapsychology I mean obviously I can't cover all those things in this video uh, but to me folks it's something worth looking into and so to my Christian friends who might think that this stuff is dangerous or consider it new age uh, the Bible that many of you guys hold up in high regard does have accounts of people having out-of-body experiences you know there was even that story of the Apostle Paul right in 2nd Corinthians chapter 12 where you know he was caught up and he went up to the third heaven. He was caught up in paradise. Was he in or out of the body? He doesn't know. But he heard these inexpressible things. And the crazy thing is, is that we've read that passage countless times, but we've never connected it to the term astral projection or out-of-body experiences. But don't automatically dismiss these kinds of experiences that are happening today just because they're usually associated with New Agers. You see, folks, the Bible is filled with strange and mystical experiences where, where there are statements of, you know, I was caught up in the spirit, I was lifted up in the spirit, I was in the spirit. Yet many Christians won't even bat an eye because it's in the Bible. But if these experiences that you read in the Bible were happening today, then boom, it's new age all of a sudden. This isn't new age, folks. This is a part of life. People of all stripes and colors and religious backgrounds all throughout history have had these kinds of experiences that have been absolutely life-changing. Now here's the thing, I can't necessarily prove that these things are real scientifically. 
but there's a lot of compelling evidence out there, anecdotal evidence out there of people who've had these types of experiences. They would know things that would be impossible for them to know unless they were observing the environment they were in outside of their body. But no matter what, you could still come up with a lot of compelling anecdotal evidence for the skeptic and unfortunately they still won't believe. So honestly, the only way I think, the only way for you to know if these experiences are real are for you to have them yourself, right? To have first-hand experiential knowledge of it. Because there's only so much that you could try to prove to somebody and it won't be real unless they've actually experienced it themselves firsthand. You see, truth is so much bigger and greater than any one particular religion, folks. It's about knowing that reality is much greater than all the little boxes that we put God or the universe in. And once you remove the fear about these types of experiences, this can be a very, very, very profound and life-changing experience that you could ever have. Folks, times are changing. And more and more people are waking up and realizing that there is more than this three-dimensional world, right? And they're, and they're learning to embrace the journeys that they're on. Anyway, in the future, I'll probably talk about this more online and answer some of the most common questions that come up about this topic, responding to a lot of the misconceptions that are out there, and possibly even teach you guys on how to have out-of-body experiences if you're interested. So if you haven't yet subscribed, click the subscribe button below. And if you've had a near-death or out-of-body experience, um, I'd love to hear about it. You know, if you could share it in the comments below, if you want to create, kind of create a discussion there to have other people hear your story. Or you could even send me a private message. Either way, I'd love to hear about it. Alrighty, I love you guys. You know, thanks for supporting me throughout all these years. Those of you who have stuck around this far, I know this could be kind of uh, heavy stuff for some of you. Remember, don't live your life based upon other people's expectations. You know what I'm saying? But follow the path you believe that you are meant to follow. Aight, for show. Sure. Catch you guys later. I'm out. Peace.